Good evening, and welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church Companion Podcast for July uh, the 9th. My name is Brad Cummins, and joining me today are... Jacob Schneider. Joey Mills. Lindsay Ash. This week, everybody, we're going to be reflecting on the new sermon series for the month of July titled Starting Over. Uh, This week, we kicked it off with kind of taking a look at baptism or a deeper look at baptism. Uh, Discussion tonight, would anybody like to join us or lead us in a moment of prayer? I can do that. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for the opportunity to gather together in holy conversation, uh, to be in your presence. I pray, God, that you would show yourself to us, um, to us all gathered here and online. Uh, Just make yourself known uh, that we would encounter you and be made new. And um, I just pray that this conversation would be fruitful and and helping to shape us and others. Uh, But God God guide us and we offer all this in uh, the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, everyone, so we've got a uh, a moment here to kind of jump into the sermon. So um, what were people's impressions? What you guys think? Uh, what was any big talking points or big points that kind of stuck with you guys uh, after listening to Jacob's sermon this week? Well, I know Lindsay had posted on Facebook that you kind of, it, it all kind of fell in place for you accidentally, cosmically, <laughs> whatever it is. So tell us your story first, because I want to hear some more about this. Yeah. So the sermon was on baptism, obviously, and I had was walking. And so I had skipped past the music just because my walk usually takes about the length of one of Jacob's sermons. So I was just like, Oh, I'll just listen to that. So I apparently missed the part where he said to get a bowl of water for your, for later on in the sermon. So I did not have that, but I was walking along the trail at the OC. And if you've ever walked that trail, it goes along the Finley river And just about the part where Jacob was like, okay, now we're going to get out our water so that we can remember our baptism. It timed out perfectly that I got to one of the river access points right at that same point. So I was able to go down and actually just kind of stand at the river and watch the water and just really think about what baptism means. And it just timed out perfectly that I was able to, which... I mean, I've done remembering your baptisms with water and there's something sacred about doing the dipping your hands, but to really be at a river and especially right now, because it's still flowing really well and that points a really good river access. So it was really nice to just be able to be there in front of water and just really kind of take it all in. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. I didn't get to do that because I was listening in the car ride. I mean, in the car, so it probably wasn't a good idea for me to start getting out bottles of water. But I didn't didn't get that opportunity, unfortunately. One of the things that kind of stuck out to me, uh, I I was a the guy who grew up Baptist, right? And so we were all about the whole believer's baptism as kind of a profession of faith. And um, I remember the little country church that I went to, and I remember that that uh baptistry was super cold and it was (laughs) just it was just so cold it's like they didn't turn the heat hot water on or that they actually had i think a heater in the baptistry and it was it was not on but it was one of those take your breath away type of things you know when you actually got fully immersed and for me that 
you know, that, that's, uh, it kind of tied in really well to, uh, tied in really well to one of the things, or one of the bigger things I picked up on was, uh, and I picked up on it a lot, especially through the conversations we've had in this companion podcast is water and what does it mean in the context of, of the Bible, right? You know, probably, I know a few, few sermons ago, it was probably a couple of sermon series, actually, we really kind of started talking about water and how it represents, what it represented in the, uh, represented back in that time chaos and how when you're being baptized, you're going into chaos and coming out, rising out of it. And, uh, I mean, I mean, and not chaos and peace and, and just what that, the symbolism behind that, it was something that just really stuck with me because I, like I said, I don't know if I've been more attuned to just all of the discussions about water and all of the, uh, I mean, what it mean, what it meant metaphorically back in, in the, the time, I mean, the time when the Bible was written. But that was just one of those things that really stuck to me as you start thinking about all the different, you know, whether it be the earth, I mean, the creation, you know, whether it be Jesus or whether it be Jesus walking on the water or Jesus walking on the water to come out and meet Peter. And it's just one of those things that really, I don't know, just really stuck with me this week. So, Yeah, I too uh, grew up the Baptist with the whole, you know, submersion thing. And um, and it's, I, I don't say this to be glib or make light of anything. I'm one of those people who feels like we need more rituals and symbols and things, the, the signposts along the way, especially right now where we have, you know, generations of people who don't have something to mark transitions from life stages in a lot of cases. And I say that at the same time, being someone who doesn't, and I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, this, isn't moved by the symbols and rituals as much as maybe, you know, maybe I should be, I don't know, maybe it's a deficiency or whatever, um, to, to kind of, you know, case in point, um, where I was baptized is now, um, somebody's toilet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) because, and it's the original plumbing he tells us some, so that's good. Um, but it's, I just, for whatever reason, I, I don't want to call it cynicism, but maybe it's some of that, but uh, maybe it's just experiences I've had where um, I have been a part of the lives of people who have been baptized who come out unchanged. And for me, I think maybe um, the ritual has lost a little meaning in my life. Um, Certainly it meant more when I was baptized, but I think as I've grown older, I feel like... um, I've been let down by people and therefore the symbols and rituals don't matter as much to me as the lives of the people that I'm interacting with and how they live them, if that makes sense. And that's not to take away from baptism because again, I feel like we should have more rituals and symbols and signposts along the way, marking where we are in our journey, whether it's based on age or our physical journey, our spiritual journey, whatever. Um, But I personally have just, I, for whatever reason, I have lost that connection to those symbols and rituals. It's funny that you say that because I hold, I love symbols and rituals. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I love them. And 
I, as I was listening to Jacob and walking and he was like, you know, I told you to get out your bowl and blah, blah, blah. And I felt kind of bummed because I hold a really unique position that I was baptized as an infant mm -hmm. at OUC and have pretty much had my entire 41 years of church experience be at that church. And so I've always loved remembering your baptism sermons and when we've done the bowls of water because it's out of the baptismal that I was baptized in, right. which super cool. And so as I was looking, I was like, oh man, this kind of sucks that we're not at church and, you know, trying to picture the way that I wanted it to be. So then whenever it timed that I was at a river, which is certainly more symbolic of, you know, a natural body of water is certainly more symbolic of like Jesus is baptism. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, this'll, this'll do. I, so, I, can, yeah. I can handle being outside and really being in the quiet. So it, cause I was having a little bit of a pity party there for a few minutes, kind of being like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, Cause I, I've, I've been in places where I experienced like the deep, deep meaning and kind of the life changing nature of some of these signs that we do. And sometimes Eucharist seems like a, just going through the motions or, you know, I've been a part of baptisms that are just, just really powerful Eucharist as well. Um, but I, yeah, I think about, I was, I was baptized as an infant. Um, and I had a friend who, um, late, you know, post college, we were having this conversation and we did a remembrance of baptism and she was really bummed that she couldn't remember her baptism. And it's, it's the whole, you know, believer baptism versus infant baptism and all of that. Um, and I didn't get into that really in the, in the sermon at all, but, um, you know, to, that it kind of speaks to the, kind of dual nature of the the sign itself as being you know really powerful and meaning meaningful yet at the same time you know i don't remember it doesn't mean you know the actual ritual itself means nothing to me because i i don't remember it um what does what is meaningful to me is that there was a group of people who you know through faith in christ thought it important enough to you know, offer me up to God. And it was years later that I actually started to accept that calling and accept um, the reality that I am a child of God. I, you know, I, I have this new identity in Christ. And that's why we don't rebaptize in the Methodist uh, tradition. Because, uh, you know, you know it, it's, it's like, did it not work the first time? You know, did, did God not do it the, the, the whole way the first time? Or, you know, um, you know, once God has a hold of you, he has a hold of you. You may run, you may seek to, um, yeah, just separate yourself, but God has a hold of you. And, and that's just a marker of that reality. So the remembrance of the baptism, as I said, it's just remembering that you are baptized. It's remembering right. that you are a child of God. It's remembering that you are called into the chaos. Um, and Lindsay, you know, you know, you talk about, you know, you're kind of bummed about not, you know, being at the church and with the same baptismal font. And um, 
but as, as you were talking about that, I was, I was just thinking, you know, to be called to the, the banks of an actual river, um, <laughs> which is quite chaotic. I mean, the water moving and it can be powerful and uh, there's so much going on under the surface of the water. And just to be reminded, I think, of the just the grandeur of, of God's work and what we're called to. We're, you know, we're called into that chaos. We're kind of right. we're called to be where Christ is, which is, you know, kind of in the in between in the in the midst of all the, the junk. So that, I, that's a powerful image. I'm, that is. Yeah, I'm grateful you had that experience. But, but yeah, the ritual itself is just a ritual. It's a sign. It's a sign that points to something more meaningful. Um, so, you know, I, it is important, but it's not the thing, you know, it's not the main thing. And as I said, in the book of Acts, you know, there are people who, um, you know, experience that rebirth, that new birth um, prior to baptism, some who experienced it after baptism. So, you know, it's not directly tied to baptism itself. I know, Jacob, when you had mentioned or kind of given the uh, recounted the way that baptisms kind of worked back in the back in the early days of the church with how, you know, they're facing one way and going into the water and coming out and facing the other way. And, you know, when I you know, we've been just been talking a lot about the the symbolism and the the ritual and I you know one of the things I was thinking about because I remember that was one of the things um, I really kind of latched on to back in when I took disciple was kind of the whole process and the way that the some of the things worked with the early church about how people were generally baptized around Easter because you know, they would be up and praying all night and all that kind of thing. And then they'd be baptized in the morning kind of with the, the sunrise on Easter. And, you know, when we talk about something that, at least to me, would be, I've got to think would be a very powerful symbol and a very powerful ritual to somebody. I, you know, it's, I didn't understand or I guess I'd never really even heard or thought about that, you know, in the way that, you know, what the different aspects of that mean even like when we talk about the different aspects of how we do baptisms whether they be infant baptisms or or Mm -hmm. a a believer's baptism you know the it's just how those things can tie together so tightly and how the you know i just just think about the impact that that would have on somebody who was being becoming a christian and who's professing that and wanting to you know, following Christ's footsteps through baptism like that. I just, I don't know. That was one of those things that, you know, I didn't really think about. And, you know, um, I always enjoy doing the, our podcast because back and thinking about it a little bit. So yeah. um, besides that, I'm wanting to uh, do over. Let's do over this year. Do over. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, you know, one thing I didn't touch on that's I think hugely important when we think about baptism is, you know, it ties into the whole ritualistic thing. You know, baptism is something God does. It's not something that originates with us. It's not something we do. Um, <clears throat> it's a sign that points to what God is doing in our lives. Um, and I think about that, and I think about it in terms of the early church and how many of us experience baptism today. Um, and for us today, um, 
you know, for my parents, more than likely it was, there was a, a heavy dose of uh, social convention involved in um, me being baptized as a, as an infant, you know, that's just what you did. Um, but I, I think there's a kind of a, a somewhat of a beauty in that as well. But, you know, for the early church, I, I think to get a glimpse of what they experienced, they were, and how they understood baptism. But, you know, when they, before they entered into those waters, you know, turning to the West and symbolically renouncing all of the, the spiritual forces of wickedness, the principalities and powers of this world, all of the pagan gods and goddesses, all of the convention that they had known and in the Roman empire was all that what there was, you know, to most people, this was a, a proclamation that Christ has done away with all of those things. And you are choosing, you're entering into those waters, um, you know, based on what God's work in your life and you're proclaiming Christ as Lord over all of creation. I, I think we lose some of that just, enormity in the in in what baptism is and in what we are called as baptized followers of jesus and that's why i you know in the sermon i just kind of you know rattled out the the baptismal vows that as methodists that methodists uh, take and that when we you know enter into the methodist communion even from other traditions you know already baptized we commit to those uh, vows as well into living those out and you read those vows and it's it's not just some little personal pious commitment it it is it is this commitment to following jesus as lord it is a commitment to resisting evil and injustice it's a commitment to um you know resisting uh, all of the spiritual forces of wickedness and evil um that's that's a huge calling and I think, you know, as we start over, that what a better place, you know, what better place is there to start by reminding of our, reminding ourselves what truly we are called to, what truly we have committed to. Um, and it's, I think, particularly in what we're experiencing today, culturally and otherwise, incredibly important, but. Any other thoughts? Not with the baptism, but just with the starting over. <clears throat> I really like, Jacob, how you talked about even if we were to start over, we can't erase the first half of 2020. And so even if we were to wake up tomorrow and the world were more back to a normal like we were used to, it doesn't mean that we didn't experience everything that we've experienced in the last four to six months and what we can learn from that and what we can take from it. I just really liked that too, because I think we all just want to pretend like none of this has happened, but we're changed people. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we hear that call to get back to normal. And, and I think you've throughout the, was it the, the Lent and then the Easter, then the post Easter, you know, there was that, you know, that whole, I mean, it was stressed very 
eloquently in the sermons that we cannot get back to normal. We don't want to go back to normal. There is no going backwards in our faith journey. It's forward. It's, you know, we we need to move forward into something new. And if that means new routines and new focuses and new places where we're being called to, then that's where we need to put our our energy and our resources and our time and, and our prayers, not into how do I get comfortable again? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's uh, was it C.S. Lewis? Uh, just to kind of paraphrase, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, sometimes the most progressive thing to do is to turn around and go backwards when you consider that maybe you've gotten off the path. Um, and I think that's where a lot of us are. We're chasing, you know, things that are, we don't need to be chasing, or we're filling our lives with all manner of distractions. So I, you know, the sermon series is really a call to a call back. Let's let's strip away all that junk and let's drill down to those central things that we are to be about that probably we don't even acknowledge that much. Many of us, um, and and just focus on those things and see see what God does. I think God will honor that and change us in that. So. Which has been the best part of this crazy year is that we have really been forced into some introspection and renewing the relationships that really matter and that stuff. Because a lot of the frivolous has been, at least for a while, really put to a halt. And so it's really given us, or at least me, a chance to kind of figure out who the key players are and who, the, what the key things are in my life that I need to be worried about the most. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, uh, let us know your thoughts, questions, concerns, needs, or the ways that God is moving with you during this week. Uh, you can catch us at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter. Um, or if you're on the social media or in the social media world, or you can email us at podcast at O-U-M-C, ozarkumc.org. So um, uh, kind of moving forward, this is a big week for us. Um, maybe, Jacob, you can share a little bit of the plans for this coming week and our first weekend, first week back at church. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we're coming back together for in-person worship this coming Sunday, the 12th. Um, and we will have two worship services. That's really all we're doing. We're just doing two worship services, one at 8.30 a.m. and one at 11 a.m. Uh, we're leaving time in between so we can clean and sanitize and do all, the, all of those things. Uh, but we're asking folks to wear masks um, and... Um, you know, just to practice, you know, proper social distancing and, uh, you know, hand sanitizing and washing and all of those things. Uh, really, we're, we're encouraging people not to congregate at all in the building itself, but instead to, uh, to gather outside once the service is over. You can um, connect with folks and fellowship outside and practice social di- distancing while you're doing that. But as we um, as we come into worship, we'll be filling the worship space from front to back, and then we'll be releasing from back to 
to front just to avoid some of those unnecessary um, contacts that uh, naturally occur. But, but yeah, um, we're, we're encouraging folks to absolutely use your absolute best judgment. I know, especially in light of um, what's been going on in recent weeks, the last couple of weeks, especially uh, where, you know, numbers of cases per day are really spiking quite a bit. Um, I, I just encourage you to think twice about, you know, returning and how you're returning. And, um, and I just really want to encourage everybody. I know the masks are not comfortable, you know, they're a temporary inconvenience. Um, but it's an inconvenience, uh, on behalf of our most vulnerable in our community. So we're just encouraging there, everybody to wear masks. What was that? that? There are some really stylish ones though. So there are, they, there are. Yeah. But it, you if, might get a cool Mizzou one if you get there early. Yeah. <laughs> and we have plenty of, uh, of folks who would sew you up one if you found the material, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just trying to be as cautious as we can um, in light of, uh, recent numbers and such. So just use your best judgment. Um, nothing will be held against you if you aren't there this Sunday. Um, I fully support whatever decision you make for you and your family. So, um, but those who plan on attending, um, will be happy to see you for sure. Great. Thank you for uh, letting us know kind of what to expect. I know that we'll, It'll be a little different, so everybody, please be patient with us as we kind of yep. get the kinks worked out over the next week. So I think the word you're looking for is grace. Grace, <laughs> there you go. Grace, patience, all of those yes. important. Absolutely. And it's important to note that we will continue our online service. You know, I just want to reiterate that so folks know we will continue our online service, so you won't be missing out on worship with um so yeah that'll be available by 11 a.m uh, sunday morning so all right well thanks jacob for kind of filling in the picture there and yeah. if you're not going to be worshiping with us in person you can catch up catch the recording from the service later in the day on sunday as jacob mentioned about around 11 ish um, at Ozark United Methodist Church's YouTube channel, Facebook page, and on our website at ozarkumc.org. Or if you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll be notified on your podcast player when the sermon podcast is available to listen to as well. Whatever form it takes, we look forward to you worshiping with us this coming Sunday. So for Lindsay, Jacob, Joey, this is Brad Tummins, and may the peace of Christ be with you this week.